My people, my people. What up, though? You know who it is. Everybody's favorite asshole. Here my sis, Top Boogie. What up, sis? Peace and blessing, family. How are you? Good. We want to welcome everybody to episode 15 of the Fishbowl Fish Podcast. This is one of my many jobs, so it's hard to keep track of all of them. Um, even, it's, it's even been so bad before that I went to one job thinking I was supposed to be at another one. Well, I'm glad you made it here today, semi on time as usual. Bullshit. One time I lied to my boss and told him I had a union meeting for another job. And then I showed up to work because I forgot I had lied to him. And I was like, oh, I'm just coming to get something and walk right back out the fucking store once I looked at the schedule. I'm not even joking. <laughs> now that's how you know you're tired. How have you been? Um, I have been good. I am right now currently suffering from a little bit of heartache, but I still have peace in my life, so I can't complain. Life has its ups and downs, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, how you deal with those ups and downs that makes you who you are. Exactly, and this is not a um, through him, poor me situation. It's a situation of two adults who just could not make life work together. So it happens sometimes. Exactly, and you have to be adults about that. And even though it sucks, life goes on, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So you ready to get into it? I am always ready. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, we're about to talk about The Lion King. Jumping off top with the Lion King, brother. First topic: How did you like the movie? Before I give my opinion. okay, so I already know that our opinions differ. I'm gonna say that I did not hate the movie. I thought it was a good interpretation of the Lion King. I, however, I still like the first movie, the original, better, and I think that the scenes that they took out were essential to the movie. Um, and some of the things that they changed, I didn't like, but I liked it as its own personal version of the original. This was my thing. Um, they they called they said it was live action, so they wanted to. They obviously used real lines. They didn't want to CGI it up too much, like with the bigger eyes and stuff like that. But my thing was, you can call it live action all you want. It's not live action. At the end of the day, you're still having. You had lions dancing with other animals. You had a fucking monkey. You had all these animals. You had an animal gathering for the birth of a lion. Like, this shit doesn't happen. So I think they should have went another route with it, kind of, because at the end of the day, you can make... Of course, I you, I did the CGI, but shit. Because some of the key things that that pissed me off um, I'm, my last key thing is the the main key thing, but some of the key things that pissed me off were um, Rafiki didn't have his staff with the coconuts. It bothered the fuck out of me. Agreed. And I feel like he wasn't hardly even in the movie like he, he was. Uh, we missed out a, on a lot of Rafiki's main parts. Like him t- Instead, he tapped Simba on the head and remember he kept hitting Simba on the head with the, with the staff with the coconut. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't get Timon and Pumbaa's dance with the Hulu skirt on. Oh gosh, that made me so sad. That, I would that love to see in that in that way. I think that would have been dope. Um, yeah, I we agree. didn't. Month, I'm still looking in the sky to see if I can see uh, fucking Mufasa. I'm, I still you can't find both. his ass. I was like, maybe he's just like a black dad and he'll show up later. Like, um, I, honestly, I'll say this: 
Whoopi Goldberg's voice as the main hyena was desperately missed. She was missed, yeah. Like, I desperately. Think... She, made, she helped make the movie as the main hyena. Yeah, um... But we can, you know, focus on the positive. The Beyonce's new album is amazing, and um, we would not have that without Lion King. Beehive, come for me. Beyonce. Wait, wait, wait! I thought we didn't go for Beyonce on this show because you were. I changed my beehive. fucking mind after I seen Simba. You must come home. Come home, you must. She might as well sound like fucking Yoda. Listen, Beyonce, fucking act, bro. Is she's dry as fuck. Like, if they want to do that, they should have used Beyonce's singing voice with someone else's acting voice because she ain't got the chops. There's no, there's no way Beyonce should have been playing that role. You know, um, I I had a conversation about this because I saw the John Oliver interview. I think he was on Colbert, and he said that you know when they were doing the um, the the picture, the artwork for the the movie that Beyonce is actually photoshopped into the artwork and if you look at the picture there's like a big hole around her where where there is nobody and I think that it's just really hard to create chemistry when like you don't really know or associate with the people that you're working with you're down you're downplaying it her best acting movie is Fighting Temptations and that wasn't even a good acting performance I thought you were going to say hip-hopper No, that shit, like Carmen that. was fucking terrible, and she got <laughs> Makai Pfeiffer killed. For oh. two. For two, I knew Beyonce couldn't act. It was one scene in, what's the movie where she's she's married to Idris Elba, and it was at the beginning of the movie, and they had just moved to their house, and he Something. says the glass, it was like big glass thing above him and he mentioned something about it breaking and she's like if it breaks we'll have glass all over our asses and that sticks in my head because it's one of the worst movie scenes of all fucking time I, what is that movie Obsession some, some shit like that S- something nobody um, fucking remembers because Beyonce can't act my nigga okay, I love I'm, Beyonce I'm... but she needs to just let that shit go album was amazing shout out to Album was dope as fuck. Acting, not so much. She'll get an Oscar, possibly, for the album. That soundtrack will probably go to Beyonce this year. I mean, if you haven't heard it, the the whole thing is dope. And Brown Skin Girl is like my Donald Glover did did a dope job as Simba. I thought Timon and Pumbaa were dope. I thought everybody was dope. But fuck Beyonce. It's funny, I seen a a mean day that said Beyonce fucked up the summer. Uh, she fucked up the the barbecue song, the best, the, the the number one barbecue song, and the Lion King all in one summer. <laughs> uh, speaking of Before I Let Go, her version of Before I Let Go by Frankie Beverly Mays, which is which is bad. Um, a lot of people like it. I don't. I'm not one of those people. You're See, gonna- that's the thing. I don't compare. When Beyonce remakes something, I don't compare it to the original because I know it's not going to be the same. Like I like Beyonce's version because it's a dance version, so I'm cool with that. People already dance to Tasha. It's already a two step. Before I let go, you've seen plenty of people two step to it. It's it's not Beyonce's was a dance version. No, we had already been two steps to Before I Let Go. It's like a like a young people dance version. Like you can do the Millie Rock to this. You know, Beyonce's version compared compared to their version is mumble rap. 
okay. And, and that's fine. I'm just saying I do not compare the 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 remake to the original because we all know that the remake it where it's never gonna live up if it's no, a classic. No, that's like not that. true because Beyonce and Luther Vantross's remake is fucking amazing. Okay, name one movie remake that has been as good or better than the original. You can't. Yes, I can. I can name plenty. Name Jungle Book was better in live action with with the same director than it was on what's on uh that's the cartoon, I think. You feel like like Live action, you feel like live action Jungle Book was better than the original? Live action Jungle Book was dope as fuck. And I'll tell you another one that even Netflix's version of the Jungle Book, uh, Mowgli was dope as fuck. Now that I do agree with that, I do completely. I don't even know how that works, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Yes, can we move on from your Beyonce bashing now? Because I'm not going to be a part of this. All right, let's keep it on the animals then. We're going to talk. The next thing I drew from the fishbowl is. In Florida, people are flushing so much meth down toilets that they're creating what is being called now meth gators, and it's kind of fucking scary. You, I know what meth. I seen a meth head come in my job today, so I know what meth heads are like, and they're fucking terrifying. I could just imagine meth head alligator. Yeah, but see, this is the thing about a meth gator, right? At some point, its facial structure is going to start to erode, and its teeth ain't going to be strong enough to anybody so it, yeah, it really but, does a disservice to the alligator it's not going to make it it's going to make it less ferocious over time i can't say that because i think being ferocious super ferocious for two years will do it justice could you I just don't... fucking imagine that they're going to shoot this thing and it's not going to go down well first of all you have to shoot an alligator in the right spot in, in yeah because he only has one soft spot on his head I watch, you know what I'm saying? I, I watched I watch uh Discovery 2. Shout out to my boy, shout out to my boy Troy down in the bayou. <laughs> you fucking stupid. Um, but so I, meth gators are abs- I'm terrified of regular alligators. Like for a long time I did not go to New Orleans because I thought an alligator was gonna attack me. Um so a meth gator that like who wants to be bothered with that like come on people don't flush your meth down the drains i don't know what you do with it when you're done don't rinse your how are you supposed to dispose of your meth if you can't flush it down the toilet or wash your spoons off in the sink in louisiana you mentioned i'm going to louis i'm more scared of those big ass rats they got down there it's like a mix between a beaver and a rat i can't remember they're called neutra then they're not rats they're fucking terrifying is what they are they're everywhere too. I've seen a couple while I was down there. But you're not asking to answer my question. How do you dispose of your meth if you can't pour it down the sink or flush it? You smoke that shit. That's how you dispose of it. <laughs> my question is why are they just buying meth to flush it in Florida? Because you know, like sometimes, like a kid might be on meth and they flush it because they think their parents are coming in, or so a drug dealer might flush it because he thinks he's like that type of shit. Meth, my nigga. Listen, there. I literally listen seriously. I just watched a video on Facebook of girls doing meth in their high school parking lot, bro. Yeah. For one, ain't no video. Why are these videos even popping up on your Facebook? Nothing like that has ever popped up on my Facebook. I want to tell you in it next crazy time. Crazy shit that pops up on my Facebook. Oh, I'm sure. ain't, ain't never no high schoolers doing math. 
seriously, they were doing meth in her car and she was like, we're going to get caught, but it's worth, like, it was three girls. Like, they must have been, like, juniors or seniors in high school. What happened to just, when I was in high school, girls, like, they, they, I mean, they, they party, but they wasn't partying like this. Some girls who, you know, tried X or, or weed, that was about as far as it went. They wasn't doing fucking meth and crack cocaine. Billy, women have always done drugs just like men have. It's not a gender-specific thing. My generation didn't do the... They wasn't a pill-popping generation. It's these, uh, this I generation. know I know some people from your generation who have done all of that. You don't. And I went to high school. Yes, I do. It's because you went to Greenwood High School. Okay, don't put my business out in the street like that. Next topic. <laughs> don't, don't hate to play a hate game. You constantly come on this show and just tell all of my business. I'm going to start telling some of yours one of these days. Okay, so the next topic. No, no, no. Okay, next topic now. Is let's keep it at, at your in, in the place of your alma mater. I think that's like alma mater, alma mater. I can't say it because okay, I got just, a, it's a little twang in my voice, nigga. nigga twang to me. Hood <laughs> niggas can't say all all the words that we supposed to be able to say. Fuck America. Uh, <laughs> there is in your alma mater. There's a. a in Louisville, Kentucky, a courthouse brawl happened between two lawyers. Bro, one of the lawyers at the time didn't even know what was going on. Like, I saw that story, and then I saw the pictures of... <laughs> it's not funny. The lawyer who was... Att- like, he attacked him inside of the courthouse. In like, there's a, I guess, a special room where lawyers can go to prepare between cases and he just came in like screaming, and um, I don't remember what he hit him with, but he picked up an inanimate object and knocked the fuck out of the other guy. Um, no holds barred in the in the courthouse. But honestly, I'm not surprised. No, I'm this not. is where we are in America. It really is. It really is. Um, some straight like Judge Judy shit, though. Not even but- Judge Judy. She would never allow this in her courthouse. No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. Judge Judy was. This is uh, what's the the black guy's name? Judge Joe Brown. This is Judge. Yeah, now him. All he's gonna do is start yelling and tell them that they're crackheads once they. (laughs) (laughs) Judge Joe Brown. He'd be like, "Look at you. You came in here. You were scratching your neck. You're itching right now. I know what a crackhead look like. Both of them kids look like crack babies. I know what a crackhead look like, and you are a crackhead." I literally heard him give that speech to somebody one day. Yes, like, sir. It's it's crazy, man. Like it's crazy that off topic. It's crazy that shows like that actually made it, and they're on like seventh or eighth seasons. Like, yep, I agree. But that was when television started to go downhill, and it, it was had Maury, Jerry Springer, uh, Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown. What else? Do um, you know that people are going on divorce since we're off topic? Jesse Raphael. Do you know that people are going on divorce court to end like just regular relationships? Nigga, that's crazy. I mean, but technically in some states you have to. What you mean in some states? Like I live, we live together and we got a baby together, but we're not married, nigga. We breaking up. Get out. We live in the Commonwealth, so 
Kentucky's a commonwealth. So what is it? After where we live? No, seriously, after 13 years, you are like, that's just legal. No, I'm not talking about people who've been together that long. Like I saw people who've been together probably like five years and they want to break up and she on there giving them advice on how to stay together. But the fuck fuck what? I'm gone. Y'all on divorce court for the, like I literally, okay, so I was in the airport last week and I didn't have anything else to watch on my phone. So divorce court clips kept coming up and most of the couples on there were not even married. I was so confused. That's weird. That's off topic. I guess, Um, you know, when you got shit to split up and that's the problem, like you bought all this shit together. I'm divorced, but when I left, I left with nothing but shoes, a car full of shoes and clothes. Which was fucking stupid. I'm sorry, family. I just got to be honest, yo. Like, if I pay for it, I'm fucking taking it with me. I didn't, that, I the didn't house, want anything. The right? car, the dog, I yeah. want it all. Definitely didn't want We had a little dog named Petey that's like 127 now. I definitely didn't want his ass. But, but seriously, I, when, I, when I left, I left everything. I didn't want anything. Like, I think for me, it was like, I want to start anew. I didn't want any memory of, I mean, obviously it's memory, um, but I didn't want any anything holding me back as regards to that. I can understand that. But like I said, I would have started new with all your shit. Like I'd have been, <laughs> bruh. And I would have sold it on Facebook market so you can see it. No, no, uh, she probably did. I don't know. I don't know what she did with it. I don't, um, petty, petty, but you know, I I started anew when I moved into my place here where I currently am. Um, I moved in here with nothing but a bed, and it was like the greatest feeling in the world to me. Like when I moved in here, I had a bed that didn't even have a box spring to it yet. And I laid that bed. I didn't have cable. My lights was on. I had a roof over my head. I had I didn't have cable or um internet. And I moved in and it was like laying in that bed that night was the most refreshing feeling I had, had in like a year. I understand that. I still would have took the stuff and sold it. I'm sorry. The only thing that, that I was missing was I wish R. Lennox would have dropped a new apartment back then. I just got a new apartment. Like, I, I would I kind of needed that back then. But have I told you that our fans complain when you say? Nobody has ever done that. You always make this these fake fan complaints up, nigga. Like, <laughs> show me. Show me because the letter. I'm the producer. Everything comes to me. So yeah. I don't, I just want you to know nobody likes when you're singing. I'm a, I'm 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 gonna start singing. I'm gonna create an intro and we're gonna sing it. Please don't. Okay. Um. Since we are totally off topic, I do want to say that I am sad that I was not there to get this um fight, this lawyer fight on vi- on video, so I could yell out "World Star" because that is ultimately one of my dreams. And I think that I have been inspired. You do you remember back in the day when they used to have the bum fight videos? Bro, I, I just created uh, a Facebook post. I don't know if you've seen it. It was a couple weeks ago when I was like, I was just having a bad day. And I, I just was thinking. And I was like, I literally wrote on Facebook. I was like, you know, I think my karma has been a little out of whack my whole life. Ever since high school, when we were watching bum fights on YouTube. I definitely think that probably... Um, you can't get no good karma after that. And but I know gonna... my karma's still a little bit bad because every now and then I bust out and sing Bling Bling the Crackhead song. 
<laughs> I was a, I was a huge Bling Bling the Crackhead fan in school. You are and a bad person, bro. I'm coming. Oh. You're gonna hear this. Like I, every time I bust out, and start, especially around my little brother, because he used to watch it with me. So like every so you now corrupted and then, the next generation I mean, as well. It was, it was bad. It was in YouTube's early days. It could have been a whole lot worse. I mean, but this is also at a time in America where people weren't so. I'm, I'm just gonna say it, people weren't so sensitive. Like I agree. We had shit like jackass stuff like that that were just off the fucking wall. Like, you remember the Bam Margera show when he used to just beat the shit out of his parents? He used to feel. Fat Phil was his dad. He used to fuck his dad up. Yep. Piss his mom off, would destroy their cars. I remember he put a, a crane through their house. Like, he just did whatever the fuck he wanted, and it was amazing. Yeah. And they were all, they were just, I remember on watching Jackass, Steve-O stuck a big-ass like, shark fishing hook through his mouth and he like i remember it came out like later that year that he was just super coked up when he did it yeah i remember that but that's besides the point he's still walking around with his face on his back off a of dare like they I'm were like right. i mean tv was so much better then let's be honest it was no holes barred back then but you're distracting from my point that i'm gonna start a website called lawyer fights and have lawyers on there who have grudges and they fight each other that would be dope, but I think you should make it more all-inclusive. Like, you can fight anybody. You can challenge anybody that you work with. I, I couldn't agree to that, because doctors might want to fuck another doctor up, you know? Right. It, like, it's... It, I definitely... It's it's a few people at my job, like, bro, just just square up. We got we to gotta, let's shoot, shoot this fade real quick. I completely understand, and I totally agree, although my job is a lot more corporate, so I don't know how that will work. I can't show up to work with a black eye, but whatever. Well, let's move on to the next topic. We got way off topic here. Way, way. We talk about bum fights, yo. Like that, that, That's the type of shit that happens to me when I watch YouTube. Like I'll go look up a recipe because I like to cook, for those who don't know. I'll go look up a recipe on YouTube, and next thing I know it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching the squirrels water ski. And you're down a rabbit hole that you have no idea how you even got there. I So that's how this conversation just went. So we will call this episode Rabbit Hole. Let's see what happens for the rest of the day. I'm excited. Yeah. So the next thing is creepy. Um, the next, we drew Elon Musk is the topic because he recently came out in, in an interview and said he wants to put a computer in human brains. What do you think about it? I think it's a hell to the no, no, no. I think that's, I don't, and you know what? The Simpsons actually predicted this. And I think it's a no. I don't want my brain to be hardwired. I don't want anything electronic inside my body. Like that creeps me out. And I also feel like the government will be able to hear your thoughts. I'm just saying. Well, um, it's weird because this, the question Besides the interview he just did for whatever magazine or publication it was, the question was originally asked to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. He went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, by the way, he he just does fun shit. Like um, Elon Musk brought a flamethrower to Joe Rogan just to fuck around with. Um, but he went on Joe Rogan's podcast, and Joe Rogan was talking to him about how technology is kind of getting away from humans, and at some point, um, artif- with, as we're artificial intelligence, we won't be able to control it. Elon Musk was talking about how he has 
like went in front of boards of trustees in Congress and Senate to talk about how we need to have stricter, stricter regulations on artificial intelligence or it's going to take us over. And Absolutely he, agree. He said, like, Elon Musk basically said, like, the government is not listening to him when he's telling them this. And he said that the only way to keeping technology from overtaking us is to kind of bind with technology. Because he said, if you think about Google and the way it works is you can literally type it in on your phone and you'll get an answer to your question that quick. We have, He said, as humans, we have to be able to do that. No. And that's a scary thought. And, and no. I think it's scary not so much because it couldn't work. I think it's scary more because the, government, the government has their own agendas when it comes to shit like that. Exactly. Like, and there's imagine, always some nefarious reason behind why they're making things available to the public. You know like, just imagine them being able to shock your brain when if you're on a run or you do something and they're, you know, it they're already monitoring and watching you through computers. That was proving, you know, that was the whole, uh, the whole Snowden, the whole, everything that happened with Snowden in the NSA. So them being able to see into my brain, figure out what I'm thinking, see through my eye, all that shit is, I'm good on that. Dog. I'm going underground. I'm going underground when all that happens. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't, I don't think that that's a good idea because I just think about, you know, GPS, when GPS was first invented, it was invented for the army. And then they made it available to the public to, to help people to be able to, you know, find their way on maps and all that stuff. But really the government uses to track your every movement. Like you these things and they tell you that it's for your benefit when really they're using it to be able to police and control you. Yeah. That's I mean, what I'm afraid of. One of the creepiest things about GPS is like, you don't even have to tell it. At some point, you come to your home so much that you're... I get messages on my phone when I get home sometimes from my GPS that says, you have arrived. Yep, agreed. And, and it, it freaks it, me it's, out. It's like, my skin's itching just thinking about it. Yeah, it's... I don't I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I can understand where he's coming from, but I don't... I think... I don't necessarily think that merging with technology is a good idea just because... Um, that's exactly how a dystopian society starts. Yeah, and then at some point when you merge with technology, what is keeping that technology from the continued learning growth, from taking over your brain and becoming a whole nother entity? Some, I mean, and I think that's what would ultimately end up happening. How do you keep that from happening? How do because you keep at that point your body is just a host? And the and technology can feel emotions and everything at that that's point. The I don't. scariest part about it is that your body will become a host and you will be there consciously, but it, it'd be like sleep paralysis, kind of. Yeah. You would be there consciously, but have no control over what's going on with your body. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Usually I rocks with Elon Musk and his crazy out there theories, but this one I'm not so sure about. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he is a brilliant man. I think he thinks years ahead of everybody else. Like, literally, this guy is not... He's... If there was ever an alien on in a, on a planet, Elon Musk would be an alien because he's so much more forward-thinking than everybody else. Him and Akon. <laughs> I was going to say, so you're going you gonna to put that on Elon? Um... 
Usually I would agree, but I think that this is this has a potential to cause a lot of harm here. And personally, I'm not even in favor of fucking robots. I don't want no artificial intelligence doing anything for me. Like, let me make my own fucking pie robot, Susan. I don't like it, okay? Like, no, I'm not. I, I personally feel like iRobot is an all too real um, possibility for reality that I'm not trying to live in. Yeah, I'm not fucking with the whole iRobot thing. Even though I wish they would make a part two because it set it up for a part two. When he went to and they figured out like all the other robots were huddling and like all that shit when they were putting them in storage. The reason they huddled up is so they wouldn't want to be they didn't want to be lonely. And then he had emotions and they figured out all the other robots had emotions. And at the end, he went and all the robots walked out. I felt like it was setting it up for a part two that we're not going to get. A part two where robots take over the fucking world? I'm not interested, yo. No, I think it's a part two where robots have their own version of a revolution. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not interested. I don't want to see a movie about a robot revolution, even though our robot was technically a robot revolution. But this one would be the revolution part two about how the robots try to get back at us because we locked them in cages and shit. No, I'm not interested. Yo, Terminator, like, it's too real. Like, Billy, they are making robots like that right now. Like, I'm not, no. I watch videos on Facebook all the time of these companies who are creating these robots that look exactly like the ones from fucking iRobot, let me add. And they're, like, teaching them how to catch boxes and shit. I'm not playing catch with a robot. Fuck it. Doing it. <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic, man. No, you know I have a long list of shit that I'm scared of, and robots is right at the top of it. Robots are scared. Honestly, to be one hundred percent honest, I am a little bit looking forward to the day where cars drive themselves, so I can go to sleep. We're there now. If they could just, you know, get them to stop crashing. If I'm not mistaken, I think one of the Teslas drives itself, it but does. I think if. I think if you take your foot off the pedal or something like that, it does something like it starts beeping or some shit like. But I want just want to be. I would. It would be nice to be able to just like, all right, guys, we're going to Florida, and I just wake up eight hours later and I'm on the beach, near, right by the beach, right near the beach. Um, I think <laughs> I think Chrysler also has a um, self driving model as well. We ain't yeah. never gonna be able to afford it, but they got them. Yeah. Even and this is the crazy part. Like my first car, your first car, what was it? A two door, four door. It was a four door, little bitty hat. Nissan Sentra. It was a Nissan Sentra. An eighty nine Nissan Sentra. No, it was not. Don't put that. It was a ninety three powder blue Nissan Sentra. Don't play me, bro. Oh, without the second car is the one I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. that. Like a fucking '89. <laughs> that was like the first model Nissan ever made. Shut up. <laughs> that motherfucker was a test car. Hey, hey, bro, bro. in that car. Hey, that car got you where you needed to go, didn't it? My first car was a two door '95 Buick Regal. It looked kind of like the car from. Um, Motherfucker had 225,000 miles on it when we bought it. Yeah, <laughs> it lasted a long time though. You it, drove the it, shit I, out I of it. I drove the shit out of it. But I mean, my parents, and I was for, I can say I was fortunate enough for yeah. my parents to get me a car. We both were. Um, 
wasn't a Tesla, but I, I felt like it was. And I think that when my kids get old enough to get cars, I, if we're all electric, they're getting gas guzzlers. Like, but I grew up with what? You over over with. You about to drive this 78 Regal deuce in the really? quarter. You about to drive this deuce in the quarter. Global warming. Like, Fuck it. You about to drive this deuce in the quarter <laughs> like, you, like you stole it, my nigga. I really honestly, though, I do feel like those older cars, because they were made out of metal, whereas the cars today are made out of fiberglass, those older cars were more stable, more sturdy. Like, I remember um, uh, my little my little cousin, little Andre, was sitting in my mom's car, and he was in there by himself, and he and my uncle's car was parked behind, directly behind it. He had an old, like, 89 Regals, big long body two door and it was just a big steel at it was a solid ass car and my little cousin pulled the um gear shift the gear shift into reverse back into my uncle car and it didn't leave a fucking scratch you remember that shit yeah because he wasn't in the car by himself oh, you were in there with him yeah yeah, yeah, I like I was standing in the door, and the door like literally like dragged me back down the hill. It didn't knock you over, so that it would have no, been funny like, if, if the door would like. Oh, bro, I'm a Knocked you over, it'd been a little bit funnier. You are a bad person. Next subject. <laughs> Do you not think it would have been? No. Why is my pain funny to you? Everybody's pain is funny. That's probably true. So I want to get a little bit off topic. I got a question. Um, because it was, I went to a comedy show this weekend. It was fucking amazing. Uh, it was what an you a Don DC Curry, aka Uncle Elroy. Okay, okay. For one, let's talk about this nigga. Came out was flies fuck Tashia. I'm sure. talking about super. And sure. listen, he had a bust down rolly on that. Stole the show like you just could not not stare at this man's watch. It was like that. You should have robbed um, him. Should have. Old man got he he looked like he had some old man strength. Or he keep he keep that bitch. He got he had that bitch stuck. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, but he he said something that intrigued me a little bit. Uh, but after the show, well, the show technically was over because the they had start kind of playing music. Uh, I basically tell him to get off stage. He just like said, "Fuck it." He stayed on stage for probably another twenty minutes, just talking mm-hmm. to the audience. And he was just talking about a lot of real shit. He's actually a really smart, intelligent guy, and he kind of mixes it in with his comedy. He talked about the current administration, um, and he didn't give a fuck who he can't, whose neck he went at, and that's what I liked about. It. He was unapologetic, and he said what he thought he needed to say. And he said uh, he gets a lot. He was he had got a lot of hate mail for some of the shit that he said about the trans community and like Caitlyn Jenner and just different topics. And he said, you know, he doesn't read the shit. He was basically, basically was talking about he does satire. He's unapologetic. And he posed something to me. He, he was talking about Caitlyn Jenner. He is a spiritual man. He let that be known. He was like, I'm not trying to change anybody's spirituality, um, but I'm spiritual. So I'll talk about my spirituality. If you don't like that, that's on you, which is understandable. I think that's how it should be. Um, I think we need to stop telling each other to shut up and let each other because it is freedom of speech. We are able to speak our mind, and we all do have different opinions. You got an opinion, voice that shit if you want to. I can't get mad because you voice your opinion and tell you to shut up. That's not right. 
That's true, but you also cannot get mad um, when somebody does not agree with you or when somebody knocks the fuck out of you for voicing your opinion. Like, you have to... Exactly. And it's it's confident as well. Exactly. And I agree with that. And he he seemed to agree with that, too. And he even said, he was like, you know, I'm cool with gay people. He said, I got two gay people who work for me now. I love the gay people. Like, you know, he he basically said he loves everybody, but he's anti-bullshit. One thing he said that caught me uh, this is a little off topic, but I want to ask you your thought process on it because it made me look at it. I'm not saying even I agree with him, but it did make me think about it a different way. And that's when I found out how intelligent he actually was. Um, he said, you know, you can do whatever you want. He was talking about the trans community. He said, yeah, you know, you can do whatever you want to your body when uh, your earthly body. Uh, he was He's a spiritual man. He said, I think you do whatever you want to your earthly body. And I got no problem with it. You can do whatever you want to the body. He said, but when you leave, you're a man. He said, you came here as a man, you're going to leave a man. Um, he was like, in a, in a, he, and then he even said he was like in a spiritual plane, you're probably going to be a man. Um, but that's not what intrigued me. Uh, what intrigued me is he was talking about Bruce, a, a, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. And he was saying that he uh he he was in he was in California and they were at a restaurant and some of the guys on his staff were like, hey, that's Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce, Bruce, like well, Caitlyn, Caitlyn, and saying hi. And he was like, Bruce, well, excuse me, I'm, I don't mean to keep saying Bruce. He was he said Caitlyn said hi in like a higher pitched voice. He looked at him, he said, and then that motherfucker ran into me at the end of the stairs. And I said, Bruce, and walked off. And he basically said that, you know, he thinks people can do whatever they want, but women should feel insulted that a man think that by getting breast, walking with the switch or changing his walk and talking with the high-pitched voice can allows him to capture the essence of a woman. And I thought that was interesting. I think there are definitely women who feel that way. Um, But I think that women are insecure in their womanhood. Like, personally, I've never felt less of a woman because of a transgender female. Like, I I just don't feel that way. Um, I think that inherently I was born a woman and I want to remain a woman. And... In essence, that's what makes me a woman because gender is made up like somebody made that up. It's a stereotype, basically. And if somebody chooses not to convert to that stereotype. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying a man being a man and a woman being a woman is a stereotype. Yes. So what are we? what, What is there? What is there about a man that makes a man a man? What What are we then? We're humans. Like everybody is human. It doesn't matter. Men and women are not the same. Men and women are not the same. I don't think it's a it's it's so much a stereotype as it is something to that actually is one of the few things in the world that does separate us, and is and it doesn't separate us in a bad way. But I I do think there's a difference. I just think that gender it doesn't matter in the way that people. Um, make it seem to matter. Like to me, it doesn't make me any less of a woman if you choose to to wear a dress or have a sex change. Like that doesn't affect me in any kind of way. That doesn't make me not a woman. 
and it doesn't make you not a woman either. Like to me, because we so much into these roles of gender, like being a woman is cooking, cleaning, having babies, those types of things. If that's the case, anybody can cook, anybody can clean, and anybody can adopt. I don't think what that's is it, what is it. Are we really saying that defines a woman? Is I guess my question. I don't think that because that's when I don't when I think about that what he said as the essence of a woman. That's not what I got from it. So okay, my question to you is: What then is the essence of a woman? I think the uh, for me, I grew up around women. So what I saw, um, which may be what he saw, and that may, and I, I think that's more of what he was getting at. The fact, you know, the miracle and beauty of of childbirth of fact that you're not even on a scogel unit standpoint you're not even supposed to be able to take that kind of pain that women bend but they don't break you know how 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 a woman can be devastatingly down and hurt yet she's still able to 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 women women are just made different like and i think that's more of what along the lines of what he meant like women but does are that lie in the word woman or does that lie in the who we are that's the thing i'm not defined the word woman my essence is something completely outside of that you can say that but women are women and men are men i think that that separation does separate us like i said it's not a bad thing i think women strong, strong women are just built differently than anybody else you meet on this planet I like it's it's I think that's more of what he was getting at and I and I kind of understood it. So let me play a little devil's advocate here for myself because I have um seen women online who say that it should be transgendered female is what they should be called because women the essence of the word woman is womb. So would you would it be more acceptable if that's what we called it a transgender female if you called a man like a, for, a former man a transgender female instead of calling him a transgender woman because he doesn't have a womb yes um, I don't know um, as far as Bruce Jenner goes I'll, you know how I feel about it I think it was a money grab sorry that's just how I feel that's how I'm going to forever feel um Especially since he got a girlfriend now. Like, I'm sorry. DC did mention the fact he was like, and he still has it went all the way through with it and, and, and had this the sex actual sex change. He said he did, but I'm not about to check, okay? Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not convinced that he did. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Okay, but let me just get back to the essence of what you were asking. I think that essence of a woman is much more than what can be defined by the first, word. I just hate the all... I understand male and female, but I, I don't know. something about me that hates all this new shit. Like, I don't know if it's the old nigga in me, like the old school person I am. Like it, It's something about me that, that hates the fact that now you got just all these different new type of labels. Like, and let's be clear, you're not saying that you have any issue with the LGBTQI. I love the LGBTQ community. Um, let's, let's just be clear about that. Like, one of my best friends in the world is gay. See him at least. You can't, you can't, you can't, that's just like saying one of my my best friends is black. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes, no, but, no, anyway, my, you know, my godma. Anyway, anyway. 
Exactly. I have no problem with it. Um, I think, honestly, I think there are the nicest people you can meet. You feel like there is a new level of sensitivity in the world that you can't abide by, basically. I feel like that is like, yeah, pretty much. Because the, the thing about it for me is like, it's so many labels. Now. Like not even, and I'm not even, when I say that, I'm not uh, specifically speaking to the LGBT community. I'm saying like, period. Like black people are wanting to be called all these offsets of, of different shit. Gay people are wanting to be called all these offsets of different shit. White people are, I don't know what the fuck they doing. Uh, pretty, it's, it's just weird that you have all these different labels for all these different types of personality types now. Like, just be who the fuck you are. That's my thing. Like, people want, people, for some reason, people want their personality to have a label. Instead of just being, it was a time I feel like where we could just be who we were, and it spoke for itself. But now people seem that seem to feel like they have to put a label on their personality to define it. Everybody wants to say that they are not living in a box, but they're putting a label on themselves to put themselves in a box. And and I agree with that. I don't feel like anybody needs to explain anything to anyone. But I also feel like there's a certain level of sensitivity in this world. And we have begun to cater to that sensitivity, which I think is bad because kids nowadays, they don't have the, the coping skills that we had growing up. Like I was bullied. Like I've been chunky my entire life. I was bullied for that. I was bullied for my clothes. I was bullied for my hair. I was bullied because my eyes is too small. Like anything you could think of, I was bullied for. And most of it was done by Billy. So wait, 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 like, wait, I lived wait. with him. Bro, like, come on, bro. Don't try to throw me on your back like that. Don't try to clown me like that. You know that is not true. Okay, I stood so, up for my sister at every fucking he didn't let anybody else bully me, but he was deaf. He still to this day, him and his son are two of my biggest bullies in this world. And um, I, I wasn't bullied, and I didn't. I wasn't an aggressor. Like I didn't bully other people. Um, don't do not let her tell that lie. My son did not play that. Now you may say I bully. I have a, a little cousin who's a male, and I just my brothers did it to me, and I and I did it to him and my little brother. And I picked on them. I didn't. It wasn't even so much picking on them. I looked at it as this is what my brothers did to me to make me tough. They would just do shit to make me cry, punch me in my chest whenever they see me, just fire my ass up, body slam. And it would be fun sometimes, and sometimes I would cry. But that's what they did to me. So I felt like I, I was obligated to do it to the next generation. Um, one of them it worked on. The other one, he's just a fucking crybaby for life. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that right now. I just feel like there's just a certain level of sensitivity in the world that we have begun to cater to, whereas before people were able to laugh at themselves. And we don't have that anymore. We're no longer teaching children how to laugh at themselves. And I think that the the biggest part of that is everything is not bullying. Sometimes bullying is needed, period. Like, I feel like my parents, my family to this day bullies the fuck out of me because I'm the shortest person in the family. Do I care? No. Like, I feel like if they didn't, they weren't hard on me first, then this world will eat, would have eaten me the fuck up. Like, literally. Like, I feel like that to a certain extent, 
children need that. And I'm not saying make them cry, make them hate themselves. I'm just saying a, you have to be tougher. I think a large part of it is, for me, I love the unapologetic. And I think uh, a lot of parents just stop teaching their kids to be unapologetic and start teaching them to be more apologetic. And it made them inherently more sensitive to the world around them. My mom taught me to not give a fuck what you said about me. To be unapologetic. Like, literally. Like, for one, like, you know, say something to me, I'm coming right back. You're going to get the same respect. The respect that you give me is the respect that I'm going to give you. And, and that's how I was taught to carry myself. And that's how my siblings was taught to carry themselves. And, and I, I think a part of that is, like, our mom talked tough to us. Like, she still cracks jokes on us to this day, like, and it was never like a mean or malicious thing. She taught us to find, like, to be able to laugh at ourselves because she would laugh at herself. And I don't think people have that. So I think that's why we live in a time where we're catering to everyone's sensitivity at this point. And I don't think you can do that. And it's funny, I, I saw someone was talking about the office coming back and someone else uh, commented and was like, uh, that would never work in society is today it would like the Chappelle, shows that wouldn't work yeah Chappelle Chappelle the office like places where you blatantly were heard the word sissy and gay mm -hmm. at one point these words were a part of our everyday vocabulary over time and living color could never come back no because it would be seen as gay bashing and i don't think that's that's what it was i think sometimes you gotta be be able i think it was you it's an sometimes as people we have to be able to look at ourselves from an outside source and say okay and just laugh know. and laugh at it. I think you have to it, it helps you be able to enjoy who you are more in your life and be more comfortable with yourself when you're able to laugh at your group, I guess you can say because like I said, we're putting everybody wants to put themselves into these groups. I think to be able to laugh at that is okay. You know, the black stereotype of Hollywood is loud and clear. Um, one example I always like to use that we allowed Robert Johnny Jr. to do blackface stereotype in a movie, and then we thought it was fucking hilarious. It was the best blackface I've ever seen in my whole life, though. Because we didn't see it as disrespect, and we were able to look at it another way, and we didn't take it any kind of way. Exactly. And I think that we need to practice more of that. But I can say that they could not make that movie with him today. No, it would not work at all. Not at all. And Tropic Thunder is literally one of my most, it's one of my favorites. Because he literally thought he was a black man for however long they were filming that movie. He did such a good job. And Tom Cruise, like, it's a great movie, but they could not make that today because people are so sensitive. And I really honestly feel like there's a lot of sensitive females and men out there who are threatened by transgender people, and I don't understand it. To to pull us back to our topic, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. Um, I think to end it, whoever you are, whether you're gay, African American, Black, Latino, um, Hispanic, whoever, transgender, whoever you are, just be unapologetic. I agree. Love yourself for who you are. Like that's I mean, that's all you can do in this world, really. If you don't love yourself, how can you expect somebody else to love you? Exactly. And if they don't love you, fuck them. Fuck them.
unless they're trying to hurt you, then stab them. All right, so let's get back to the show and hit these important (laughs) topics because we have went down rabbit holes. (laughs) I told you that was going to be the, we set the tone with our very first topic. (laughs) We may not even be able to cover everything because. (laughs) Because rabbit holes, why not? I just talked about, uh, yeah, transgenders and random shit for 30 minutes. Yep, it happens because I was literally just taking the time. Like we are way over, and we've only done like three or four topics. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. fuck it, fuck it. We gonna we gonna end this where we feel like ending it. We might not give it if you if you don't get all the topics, go to the shade room. That's where I get a lot of my music from. <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically, the fishbowl. See how we do it. Uh, let's see what else we we sh- we should talk about. Man, fuck the fishbowl. I'm just gonna look at some of the topics, and we're gonna talk about them. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so let's talk about this one. A man create. I love this idea. A man created a GoFundMe because white people keep telling him to go back to Africa. Fucking love it. He only wants a hundred thousand dollars, and right now he's at five hundred seventy-five dollars. In Africa, he can have a really good life for a hundred thousand dollars. First, in South Africa, you can live beautifully on five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, off of ten thousand, you can get a whole compound. Um. What what really got me is there are so many people who are screaming, you know, who are always about that go back to where you came from argument. Why are they not giving this man money? I would have expected him to have his hundred thousand dollars and his plane ticket by now. But I do respect the people who gave him money. And most of them were white people who literally just said, I support this because it's hilarious and you should do whatever you want to with the money. I, I I, I would love for somebody to give me $100,000 to go back. For one, it, ain't none of us from here. This is America. It's a, they call it a melting pot for a reason. You got, we got Aztecs. The only people who are from here are the natives. Native Americans, Navajo, the Cherokee, all these different, the Native Americans are the only true people of this land. For one, you got the fucking, all these people that came over from Ellis Island, the the, the Irish, the Italians, the British. I mean, you got all them that are now that now call themselves make up. That, yeah, that, that now call themselves American, make the the white the the Caucasian collective. I like that they Caucasian collective. All go by one moniker, and it's 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 always been. I guess one of the funniest things to me about it is that they band together and said, "Okay, we're all white. We're all the white people." But you guys are going to separate all of you guys. Then we do it to ourselves. Like even in black within the black community, it's like, oh, you're you're African, but I'm African American, and you're you're light skinned but I'm dark skinned But then you have the the Irish, the Italians, the Chaldeans, the all these different races that make up the 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 white collect the Caucasian collective that are like, what the, like we're going to let them be separated, but we're all in this together. Democratic, Republican, um, honestly, gay. We're all in this together because I can't see that. I can't see your thoughts when I look at you. All I see is another a fellow white American. I mean, you basically said it all. I think that, but but that's how they that's how they have conquered the whole world. Is to make everybody else feel like the other and making all the people who look like them feel like the majority. Like, that's literally how they took over 
the world. It's a genius marketing strategy. I'm not going to fucking lie. It's a fucking marketing strategy. They put that shit into practice. Like, they're still doing it to this day. But Technically, it is a marketing strategy. If you look at all the subliminal messages in, in TV and advertisement over the years, it's, a mar- it's been a marketing strategy for a long time. You might be right about that, but I think it's about time that somebody finally started to go fund me and said, put your money where your mouth is. And it surprises me that like nobody in the KKK ever thought about this before. Like if you really want black people to get out of here, y'all brought us here. Y'all need to be the motherfuckers to send us back. Honestly, let's, let's do it. I'm to go fund me tomorrow. I wouldn't even be mad if they said, okay, you guys want reparations. We'll give you $150,000 a piece to leave. And I'd leave in a heartbeat. I'm out. Peace the fuck out, yo. I'm going to Haiti. I wouldn't go to Africa. I'd probably go somewhere um, like uh, Newfoundland or something like that. Where I go to Newfoundland? I don't know. I wanna. I go to one of them them places where grass grows on top of your house, and you got to start a fire to be the 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 brawny man. You know the nigga with the flannel shirt from the brawny commercial. I'd become him in another land. I'd be the black version of the brawny man. Listen. I don't have the energy to do this with you today. Just because somebody gives you $150, $150,000 doesn't mean you automatically know how to hunt and smoke meat. You sound stupid. I'd go, I'd go chop wood for the for the coming months of winter. Okay. You're going to need to take a class. You're going to spend your whole $150,000 training to be a wild man and then still end up having to get a job. You sound stupid. Smelt my own bullets. Billy, first of all, we'll do like an ancestry test and start a GoFundMe so white people can send us to Africa to discover our roots and pray we won't come back. That's going to be the name of our GoFundMe. I'd have a dire wolf named Ghost. Okay, and the next topic I'm going to choose because he is not choosing the topics anymore is going to be um, let's talk about um Anthony Fuqua and um, Nicole Murphy. Is that his name? Anthony Fuqua? Anthony Fuqua. It's no. French. It's French. Layla Rashawn's husband. Is that his name, Billy? Anthony, fuck you, is what they should call him. Okay, so just tell me. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Nicole Murphy, but she's bad maybe. as fuck. Yeah. And the, the, the ass is fat. Like, I don't even know how at 55 her ass is. I don't know how she's shaped the way she. For those who don't know, Nicole Murphy's Murphy's ex wife. Finish talking. Okay. Is is his name Anthony Fuqua, Billy? I'm asking you that. Anthony Fuqua. Okay. So, what is your. So, apparently, him and Nicole Murphy were caught in an embrace, kissing. Um, and he's married to actress Layla Rashawn, who is actually one of my favorite actresses from Waiting to Exhale. Um, beautiful lady. Fine. And people, she's actually receiving backlash online because people are saying that she gained weight and that's why he is stepping out on her with Nicole Murphy. So let me just start off. What's your whole take on the whole situation? Because she is friends with Nicole Murphy. Okay, for one, apparently Nicole Murphy's done this before. Um, I'm not spreading any rumors, but this is what was said by DeBrat. Uh, she said Nicole. She said Nicole Murphy tried to get at her sister's husband when she was the first lady of Turks and Caicos. For those who don't know, her sister is 
actress Lisa Ray, a.k.a. Diamond. Fine-ass Diamond for everybody who knew Diamond in the Players Club. She's still fine, though, y'all. Still bad as hell. Like, she can get all my kids. Single one of them. I... Boy, I did some things to Lisa Ray that I can't even talk about on here. You have not been on topic one time today. I would do some things to Lisa Ray that I couldn't even say on Howard Stern's TV show. I just love <laughs> that show, but that's beside the point. So what is your take on the love triangle situation? Um, I think it's fucked up, man, especially coming from a friend. Like, it's just not something you see. Um, people get close to you and do stuff like that. It's like, you... You ha- you automatically look at your friend. It's not a friendship anymore because at that point, all you look at it as is they got close to you, get something from because they wanted something from you, and it was your man. And Nicole Nicole Murphy has come out and said that she didn't know he was still married, but you knew they were friends. And then she said he told her he was getting divorced, and then she came out again and said she's so sorry, she didn't mean to. It was one time. Uh, just all these contra- it seems like a lot of from what I'm reading in the media. I don't know if she said all this stuff or not, but from what the media is, I'm not trying to get sued by nobody, so I'm kind of going. But from what the media has said, it's a lot of contradictory statements. And yeah, I think it's just fucked up, especially from a husband. Um also come out that the reason she gained weight is because uh because of two really rough outbursts. She developed an autoimmune disease uh, that caused her to gain the weight. Yeah, you know, that's um, your wife uh, says to death that you part. And one thing about marriage that a lot of people don't understand is over the course of this thing, we both going to look different. We both going to act different. We both going to feel different. It should never sway how you feel about each other. Damn, that was deep. What that first like Thank you said all here. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, and you have to either grow together or grow apart. Um, it makes me really sad that we live in a society where when a man cheats, people find a reason to blame the wife. That's complete, total, and utter bullshit. His actions are all his own, and she can't control what the fuck he's doing. Whether she gained weight, lost weight, um, lost all her hair or both her front teeth, he should not be out here kissing on anybody else. And I don't give a damn how good she looks. And Nicole Murphy, shame on your soul. If this is like what you're really out here, just chasing married men, you need help, honey. And the same way you got them is how you're going to lose them. And I I know too many people who have lost their men from cheating and that's how they got them. Holla at me, Nicole. I'm just playing. I'm just you gotta, get, you gotta get married again first. Right. Before she right. right. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very sad situation, man. And I don't know. And especially from from it's it's is is her and his fault. I don't think one party is can not be no. It's nobody that can't take the blame with this one. Um. Let me pick the next topic. Let's see. Let's do two more topics. Is that good with you? I'll pick one. You pick one. I'm good with that. Rapper Tay K is who I'm going to pick. He was sentenced to 55 years in jail for his role in a murder. So for those who don't know, Tay K, um, with I think it was him, two girls, and another guy 
when he was 16 years old, uh, he decided to rob someone. Uh, during the robbery, the other guy he was with ended up killing the guy. Then Tay K and the other guy went on a run. While Tay K was on a run, he released a song called The Race that made him go like multi-plat. I mean, the song fucking blew up. Um, then he was caught, jailed, and people have been running around screaming Tay K and he actually used the song that he wrote to sentence him. And I think that consequences have actions, man. Actions have consequences, Billy. Um, no, consequences have actions. Okay. Um, All right, get back know, to me. I didn't even know who this guy was until I read the article about this. Like, I've honestly never heard the song The Race. Um, just because I don't really listen to every new up-and-coming rapper that there is out there. Um, however, I think that the way that they went about the whole process of sentencing him to 55 years was wrong. Because basically they tried to decide if he knew in advance that there was a chance that this guy that the person that were robbing could be killed. And that's the case in every robbery. So in my opinion, in every robbery, the minimum should be 55 years. There's always a chance that the, it should always be an attempted murder charge. If that's well, this, is, this is what I got from it. And I thought about it that way at first until finding out that it was that he's also on a face trial for the other robbery where the man got killed. And it seems to be a pattern with him as well. So like, finding that out, that's why I think honestly, I think I think his jail time would have been minimal if it wasn't for that other robbery and killing. Because I think once you when you looked at the first one and then you see this that it was a second person that was robbed and killed. I think they said he robbed him for studio equipment or something like yeah. that. So um, it is a pattern in yeah, this. I think that's where the pattern was created for them to sentence him. Without that one, I I honestly don't think they have enough evidence. To give him, he because he had admitted. I think his his charges would have been just robbery. I don't think it would have been the murder charge that he got. But when they when you look at the second murder and robbery, and that's when I think they were like, okay, this guy's a detriment to society. This is there's obviously a pattern here. And to be honest, to be one hundred percent honest, I don't know if it's just me. He just turned maybe eighteen. He's been in jail since he was 16 years old, 16 or 17. When they sentenced that kid, you didn't see his face change at all. I would have been boo fucking hooing. But you didn't see a facial expression change for him at all. To, yeah. to, to stay stone faced like that at the age of 18 or 19 is just a little bit disturbing to me. I, I agree, but I also think that like inherently for him to continue to do these kind of things, there has to be something like a little bit in his mind that's not right. And when you're in jail at 16 years old, and I'm pretty sure like you're in there with hardened criminals. Of like at this point, he's been in there for three years. I'm sure he's like, this is a fucking breed. Like, of course his face didn't change. He's going back to what he knows. Like he spent probably a third of his childhood at this point in jail. So it, it probably was nothing for him when he heard the sentence, like 55 years, I already did three. I wasn't looking to get out anytime soon anyway, because I ran in the first goddamn place. I just, 
when are rappers going to learn that you do not put your crimes in the song? And if you do, you at least change it enough so that they can't use it against you in court. Don't do that all. It's the dumbest shit. It, it, it is, it's, a, it's starting to become a pattern with these younger rappers that they're Green, doing. It's stupid. Uh, and then uh, YNM Millie. Um, he's locked up right now because he did a whole stage. This dumb motherfucker shot and killed his friend, drove around with him in a trunk for two days, and then decided to prop their bodies up in the car, make it look like the car got shot up in the drive-by. Him and another friend got out the car, shot the car up, made it look like the car got shot up in the drive-by, and then called the cops. Motherfucker, don't you think the cops is going to figure out that these bodies is two days old? No, they, they definitely didn't. They they don't have that much forethought. Like, they're literally just doing these things for the recognition, the hype around it, so that they can say that they did that shit. Like, I come from a time where there was, like, real gangsters in these streets, bro. Like, you did not do shit for recognition because you didn't want your fucking name out there like that. Going to jail is not the slick shit to do. It's just not. Anybody who really knows the game know that that shit is true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and that's how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? It's honestly, our generation was more of that whole, you don't want your business out there. Snitches get stitches. That or all that bullshit. Um, now it's like they want it to be known and they want to put it in the music. Like, no, nah, like, bro, it's a high possibility. A lot of these rappers from my generation got bodies. AZ fit like it's a high possibility of that. Oh hell yeah! But the thing is, it's like they not you, about you to we don't know about it. advertise it. Like they don't want to go to fucking jail. Like these little kids are fucking stupid, and that's uh, the problem with the game right now. It ain't no old heads teaching these dumbass little kids what to do. But they out here making ch childish ass mistakes. But even still, you should know better than to do some dumb shit like that. I'm sorry. And can you t please tell me what these all these letters mean in front of these rappers' name like YFN, YBA, YNM, Young Nigga Millie, I, uh, Tay K. I think that's just the whole nickname. Um, what other ones did you want to know about? YFN, YFN, Young Fly Nigga, um, NBA, NBA, Never Broke It, Never Broke Again, Young Boy. <laughs> okay i had no idea what the i i didn't know why it was like all of these yfns all of a sudden um where where all that was like where did this even start when did people start abbreviating whole sentences and making it rap names i don't know but i'm gonna make me one at some point because yeah i'm gonna do it please do not um okay let's end it on a I, I don't see anything really left on the list it's on a good note so i do want to talk about this though so i'm gonna end it on this note so how are you feeling about she's got to have it spike lee's amazing show on netflix being canceled after the second season Bro, I'm pissed, dog. It was it, it was 